From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, April 19th. Back in January, the Moab City Council said they wanted to see plans for water conservation and any future water shortages. At the time, they directed their staff and the Water Board to explore measures like a time-of-day ordinance, which could require Moab residents water their lawns during certain hours or between certain days, as well as things like gray water incentives and rainwater harvesting programs. The city's preliminary timeline suggested these conservation measures and a water shortage contingency plan would be developed and adopted by May. But it appears these items are, well, very much still in the discussion phase. Well, and here's the thing. I'd really like to not have us continuously go back to how much water do we have, because I feel like we really eddy out there a lot and we never get through our topics on our meetings. That's just me. Cara Doran-Wynn sits on Moab City's Water Conservation and Drought Management Board. The board meets once a month and at their most recent meetings have been hashing out potential conservation measures the council could adopt. However, like Doran-Wynn said, the group tends to get stuck on the biggest question, how much water the Moab Valley actually has. For board member Arnie Holquist, that's important to this conversation. He's recommended the city avoid certain conservation measures, like a time-of-day ordinance, until absolutely necessary. We still have plenty of groundwater to draw on. The spring flow may go down, but we still have plenty of groundwater to take out of the ground and plenty of water rights to do it. Holquist says the state is ultimately in charge of determining Moab's safe yield. That's the amount of water rights holders like Moab City can safely withdraw without depleting their resources. Although there's more research to be done on safe yield, the Utah Division of Water Rights is right now estimating Moab City can use thousands of acre-feet more water than they are currently. And according to Holquist, those decisions about safe yields are made at a higher level than Moab City's water board. Yeah, at this point in time, water rights does not say we're mining the water. So I don't believe we have the expertise in our group to say we're mining the aquifer. We'll see about that, Arnie. That's City Council Member Mike Duncan, the council rep to the water board. Duncan says Moab City can't just ignore certain signs. There's the issues of low snowpack, continued drought, climate change. Plus, a 2020 USGS report suggests Moab City is actually spending its maximum water budget right now. So I wouldn't be quite so uh, blithe as it were, about uh, ignoring the whole thing when we have a low snow year. I would pay some attention, I guess is what I'm trying to say. This question over how much water the city can safely withdraw, it's persistent and pervasive and may at times be slowing the drafting of local conservation measures. The Water Board and city staff acknowledge that more scientific work is needed to figure out the exact amount of water available. But most say water conservation measures should be implemented now to make the most of Moab City's resources. We don't necessarily want to get to an emergency before we act. Assistant City Manager Carly Castle. Earlier this year, Governor Spencer Cox declared a state of emergency due to drought conditions. Plus, the state is mandating a 20 percent reduction in water use by 2030. So Castle recommends the city get to work on conservation with or without concrete safe field numbers. So it's not just about the state coming in and like cutting off and giving everyone a haircut. It's about us managing the resources that we're drawing from, from springs, from the aquifer, to hopefully mitigate the state even needing to do that. It's not clear when Moab City's water shortage contingency plan and subsequent conservation measures will be ready for public hearing. 
The city's new sustainability director started work last week and will likely be managing the drafting of the policies. Water Conservation and Drought Management Board meetings are available on the city's YouTube channel. A new federal report shows later this year the Colorado River's biggest reservoirs are likely to drop to levels not seen since they were filled. From KUNC, Luke Runyon has more. Lakes Mead and Powell have been unable to recover from sustained hot and dry conditions for the last 21 years. That's made an official shortage declaration from the Department of the Interior almost certain later this year. That happens when Lake Mead near Las Vegas drops below an elevation of 1,075 feet, and this would be the first time it's occurred. In response to the projections, top water officials in Arizona and Southern California say they're prepared for the declining reservoirs. If the dry conditions hold, Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico could be looking at years of cutbacks in their water supplies from the Colorado River. I'm Luke Runyon. When President Joe Biden hosts a virtual summit on Earth Day, He'll not only be seeking to engage world powers on environmental issues, but also reestablish federal partnerships with Utah and other states. Mark Richardson, with our partners at the Public News Service, has this report. The president has invited 40 global heads of government to participate in the Leaders' Summit on Climate, which starts Thursday. In addition to reasserting America's climate change leadership on the world stage, he wants to help states reduce greenhouse gas emissions and build a clean energy economy. Utah State Senator Derek Kitchen believes the effort will benefit Utahns in many ways. It's important to note that it puts Utah and the United States more broadly back in the driver's seat. By reestablishing clean energy and job creation and climate action, I think that this economic priority is setting us on a course for massive economic growth down the road. So this is a good thing. While the previous administration openly questioned the science on climate change, Biden has made the issue a priority and recently restored U.S. participation in the 2015 Climate Agreement. An American Jobs Plan fact sheet summarizes the infrastructure needs for Utah, including repairs to dozens of bridges, thousands of miles of roadways, and $4 billion of water and wastewater systems. Kitchen says the upgrades are needed sooner rather than later. Over the next coming decades, Utah is expected to nearly double in population. And so that's going to be putting enormous pressure on our housing stock, on our transportation system, and of course, critical infrastructure like water. While 45,000 Utahns already have clean energy jobs, Kitchen notes that number could rise significantly under the president's program. He believes that in a clean energy economy, anyone who loses their job could quickly find a new one. These are jobs that will allow people to continue to stay in the workforce, even if they're shifting from hauling coal out of a mine to building a bridge or building a road or constructing an affordable housing complex. Prior to the summit, the administration says it will release the specifics of what it calls ambitious climate action and commitments to reducing carbon pollution and transitioning to a clean energy economy. For Utah News Connection, I'm Mark Richardson. And that's the news for Monday, April 19th. And just a quick message before we go, we are in the midst of Radiothon. So, dear listener, if you appreciate KZMU News or any of our other fantastic programs here on your community radio station, head to kzmu.org slash give or kzmu.org slash shop and pledge your support today. 